Alrighty, welcome back to another juicy episode of Water Hockey, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network and proudly supported by DraftKings. As always, use promo code THPN on the DraftKings app to get in on all the action today, and make sure to share Water Hockey with all your friends, family, enemies, relatives, roommates, ex-girlfriends, ex-boyfriends, what have you, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and connect with us professionally on LinkedIn. Aha. That was so good. Thank you. If you're a regular listener, you're probably wondering what the hell is going on here. Fink is here, but he's having a rough go of it. So I have graciously offered to run at least the first part of today's show. Let's dive right into it. Let's get some catch up going, boys. How's it going? Fink, I usually go first. So let's start with you. <laughs> My hockey, my hockey team, my hockey team sucks. We'll get into that. But I'm, uh, I had a great weekend. Uh, I, I, a lot of hockey. Shout out to uh, hashtag Bang Nick, who is essentially like our our sweet little thoroughbred NASCAR, uh, sponsored by Water Hockey. Y'all had. We had a great time. Um, just a just an all around amazing evening, followed up by uh, an absolute lackluster performance by the Dallas Stars, and then back to back disappointments by the Allen Americans it just great hockey weekend terrible terrible outcomes so but I'm I'm barely holding on thanks alcohol well we'll dive into all of that here in just a minute before then Jason how was your weekend dude I it was Halloween weekend. shit um, it was Halloween yeah I uh, went to a little rager on Saturday took the kiddo to the uh, grandparents house and was like hey grandma grandpa you watch Max tonight, Daddy knows <laughs> And so that's what I did. I got wasted at a party oh, yeah. on Saturday uh, with my good buddy Brandon Knoll, uh, fan of the show. Most no- mortifying costume uh, of all time. Most- yes, yeah, absolutely. Was- uh, pictures from that night mm-hmm. shall not be shared. And that was uh, disturbing. But they're they're out there and they exist and they're awesome. It's like the ending scene of the Hangover. Whenever they're like, "Hey, I found the oh. camera from our trip." <laughs> And then you just went through the photos, and they're all just your. Anyways, your costume was, was fantastic. I'm still paying for. Yeah, Kud- yeah. Kudos Cancun on Cruise. that. Uh, Ted Cruz piecing out to Cancun, just for a day though. Just for a day, I had to go drop <laughs> off the family. Took him to Camp Gramps, man, in Cancun. <laughs> well, yeah. uh, this is where Fink usually yeah. gives a uh, a brief recap of his weekend. We had a stress free OU football game. For the first time this season. That was nice. Nice. Um, man, what else did I do? I think I really didn't do much of anything. Oh, went to, uh, have y'all been to Harvest Hall in Grapevine? I can com- confidently say that I'm I not. have not. Yeah, we went for my buddy's fiance's birthday. And the place closed at 1130 and we left at 1215. Oh, that's what happens when you're nice. Nobody Whoa. said, get the hell out of here. I don't know why. If I was the bartender dealing with uh, our drunk girlfriends slash wives, then I would have had a much shorter fuse. But it's a lot of fun. I think if you're paying well, the bartender puts up with a little extra bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you're not just mm-hmm. like a full blown Karen, then right. Uh, this was supposed to be a vodka tonic, not a vodka soda. <laughs> <laughs> I can taste the difference. If I if I had plans though, if I'm like if I'm bartending and I have plans, I'm like, all right, wrap it up. I can't Go imagine away. there's there's too much to do in Grapevine after 
midnight. I don't That's know. Fair. I've I've been out there like once. You can go to Pluckers mm, mm-hmm, until mm-hmm. two a.m. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think bar scene is hopping. Yeah, yeah, big time. But I'm a little disappointed. It's rainy today. It's going to be rainy and cold tomorrow. And Fink, I want to play some golf this weekend. But I don't know if I can handle being outside in the cold with some shitty grass conditions. Do you know of a place? (laughs) Patrick, I wish I wish I did. And thanks to you, I most absolutely do. The range. Make the range come to you. These guys are just absolutely magnificent. They are essentially multiple golf courses in one. They bring the range to you. Bring the is it bring the range? Bring the course. Bring, bring iconic range. golf courses to your next event. Host a longest drive competition or perfect perfect your swing with our mobile trackman golf simulators. Uh, the range is an entertainment. Bring it brings high-end golf entertainment to your employee appreciation night, <laughs> birthday party, or reading reception. The range is a coach. It could improve your swing and gain competitive advantage by using our advanced swing and ball flight data along with pre-PGA Pro instruction. You can go places like technology. Yeah, yeah. You can go p- places like Pebble Beach. Uh, and, and if you go on to therangegolf.com, you can see all of their rental rates for the size of buckets that you want. Or they have their number right there on the website. You can call and ask them any questions. And my personal favorite part of the range is when it tells me about my smash factor. Smash factor. Smash Smash factor. factor. But yeah, check out our buddies over at therangegolf.com. Or is it the range underscore golf? That is correct. Or just the range underscore golf. Just the range underscore golf on Instagram and let them bring the range to you. Let them. That's what it is. Damn it. Let them bring the range to you. That's not bad for your first read. I, I, you might, you might have put me on the spot a little bit. (laughs) I was a little nervous. I didn't want to disappoint the range people. Uh, So I instantly pulled up their website because my first move was to pull up the range dfw airport on google and that brought up everything but the range so um if you're looking for a way to bring that up that's not the way to do it you did great we have a bit of a freaky friday situation going on here so i thought i'd roll with it you know it's it's a uh, spooky season yeah it's spooky, it spooky season. season and like as who knows the, who knows what kind of antics we're gonna pull tonight yeah i mean you could pull out a whole brand new bag you know yeah uh, Patrick, do you think you can tell us where we can get a brand new bag from? I can tell you where we can get a brand new bag. And this is especially applicable to me because I don't currently have one. But I do know once I get some skates, get some gear, I need something to put it in. I'm not looking to replace my moldy old hockey bag with a broken zipper because I don't have one. But if I were, then I would check out ConwayandBanks.com. <laughs> They make premium quality bags that are built to last. They have removable organizers to keep your gear organized. And it keeps everything dry with waterproof materials and giant vents. What's your favorite part? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know that my favorite feature personally is the built-in foot mat that keeps my feet dry in those dirty, wet locker rooms. Uh, I think it's Jason's and maybe some other people's. But oh, what I what I do love is that it comes in three different sizes and colors. So ah. once I'm ready to look and buy, I know I'll find one that I love. 
If you're like me and in the market for a new hockey bag, get 15% off using code WADAHockey15 and get your gear to the rink in style. Style, 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 style. And this is great. I love this. <laughs> yeah, I just, so yeah, yeah. It slams fun. around. Yeah, we're just like, you know, just tossing, tossing new ideas around. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, you know, like sauce toss. What? You know what? What? Uh, so why don't you, uh, something about bags for beauties. Uh, <laughs> it's cornhole for hockey. Guys, go to uh, at sauce toss on Instagram. They got some really cool uh, stuff. You know, it's three points in the hole, one on the board, uh, one on the big uh, net, the big, big goal. goal there, the big yep. net there. Yeah, and you know, you're gonna sauce it to me. I'm gonna sauce it to you guys. We're gonna sauce it to Patrick. We're gonna sauce it all over the place. So go check out at sauce toss on Instagram. Don't we have a promo code? Yeah, it's Wada Hockey for ten percent off. Boom! Check How that about out. That? Go to yeah. Go to Sauce Toss. Go get your uh, spaghetti sauce, sauce toss vodka for... sauce, Alfredo sauce, pizza sauce, sauce toss, baby. Wing sauce. Wing buffalo sauce, sauce. Buffalo sauce. Oh Sriracha my gosh, sauce. yes. So many sauces. Ah, ketchup. Marinara sauce. All, All the, the sauce sauces. with sauce <laughs> sauce. Yes, absolutely. Well, boys. Man, we're, we're doing it. We are absolutely firing on all cylinders today. Before we bring the tone down just a little bit with some stars talk. Yep. This is after all a North Texas pop North Texas hockey podcast. They are a team in North Texas. Uh, in theory, they do skate five men on the ice every night in theory. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We'll have some hot opinions, I think, mm-hmm. but before we do that, there's another North Texas team that you guys know and love. And that is the Allen Americans. The aforementioned Allen Americans, where Fink spent most of his weekend. And in our weekly presidential address, Fink had a chance to talk with Mike Waddell. So let's throw it over to him. All right. We are back once again with Mike Waddell of the Allen Americans for the presidential address for the week. Uh, Mike is a busy man. He was uh, zip zooming all over the uh, all over the Credit Union of Texas Event Center this past weekend. Had another homestand. Uh, Mike, how are we feeling today? Oh, we're going great. Couldn't be more proud of our uh, staff there in their work and getting ready for the next home games on the 13th and 14th of November. And uh, excited about seeing the Red uh, go off on their first road trip uh, this coming weekend. Yep, we've got the Kansas City Mavericks uh, this Saturday. And it looks like we've got the Wichita Thunder on November the 12th, actually, before. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I got a little ahead of myself. Wichita Thunder on Friday, November 5th and the Kansas City Mavericks on November 6th. Uh, so making a little road trip and heading back, hopefully pretty soon after that on November the 13th. Uh, before we jump into what we've got going on or what you guys have going on on the 13th and 14th, because some really cool stuff coming up at the uh, Credit Union of Texas Event Center, we've got a yard sale. We had one a couple of weekends ago. <laughs> it looks like we've got another one coming up at the, uh, the Credit Union of Texas Event Center. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Absolutely. Well, one of the things that we uh, have really tried to focus on in this offseason is trying to get a little bit more uh, tidy and organized. And some of our storage units were really starting to bust at the seams. So we had a lot of things <laughs> that had really not even seen sunlight in maybe uh, five, six, seven years. And when you've only been around 
for uh, 12 past seasons like the Allen Americans, that means that you've accrued a lot of stuff. So we have a lot of things in the back there that have uh, uh, just needed to uh, uh, be shared with the, the, the family, so to speak. So we're going to put a yard sale out there again. It's from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. this weekend over at the event center right outside the Americans team shop. Going to have a lot of fun with that. And you also get a chance to get some uh, special deals as well inside the team shop with the uh, more current merchandise. So you never know. I mean, we even have original artwork by uh, former players. One of your uh, guests that you had on uh, last week's show, he's uh, playing pro over in Europe right now, but loves Lancaster. But last year, Les did some original artwork that we went down hmm. to Michael's and we framed it right now. So you can get, uh, you know, a Les Lancaster original, a Spencer <laughs> Atzichuk, uh a first edition. You never know, but uh, it's it's a lot of fun and some old promo things from back in the day as well. And I know you guys had the first yard, Sarah. There was a bit of equipment uh, from the older Allen Americans teams. Is there any of that equipment left? I know a lot oh, yeah. of beer leaguers listen to this and would love to get a good deal on a new pair of pants or maybe a, a stick here or there. Well, they might not be a new pair of pants, but they definitely well, be a, a, a professional pair. Exactly. Yeah, because, uh, there's a lot of stuff that we have just left over, and that'd be a great example that we have uh, some Bauer pants or some CCM pants from back mm -hmm. in the day, but now Warrior is the exclusive provider to us in the ECHL, so we can't use that stuff anymore. So right. we have some of that stuff out there. Uh, you just never know what you're going to find, but uh, you know, 90% of what's at this yard sale outside is going to be uh, surplus stuff that has been in our storage unit and we just want to get uh it out of there and, and share it with the people who would really enjoy it and look forward to seeing fans come out to the event center this uh saturday the uh the uh i guess it's the 6th of november from uh 10 a.m until 2 p.m perfect perfect well something that we haven't really talked about uh a lot since we've we started doing these presidential address interviews um obviously the allen americans are firmly implanted in the nhl history and hockey history being the first echl affiliate of the seattle kraken can you tell us a little bit what that's been like because obviously when they announced the team it was a huge deal but then as time wound down this past offseason, everyone kept asking, who's going to be the affiliate? Who's going? And then when you saw the last couple of teams left, you looked at it and you, you kind of speculated. But I don't think anyone realized that Seattle was going to be the team. So what's that been like partnering up with them in this, this inaugural season? Well, I, I want to say thank you to everybody uh, at the Seattle Kraken organization from uh, Ron Francis down to Ricky Olzik, who I deal with on a uh, more uh, intimate level on a day-to-day, -day, and, and even their entire brand team as we're starting to research things that we can do together and really uh, draw on some uh, brand synchronicities and get some things going, maybe even a combined Seattle and uh, Allen merchandise line and things like mm -hmm. that. The, the, the challenge with things like that it seems so obvious why don't you do this and why don't you do that anytime you're talking about merchandise there's a lot of layers right there and a lot of partners right. and boxes that have to be checked from the nhl all the way down to the echl you know the allen americans don't even own our own logo all of the uh clubs in the echl their logos are actually owned by the echl so we go through a licensing process with them the same way that anybody does we have to go to certain vendors for certain items uh, just like we talked about earlier with warrior or athletic net for our uh, primary jerseys so um with the seattle kraken it's been very exciting to to look at that to try to be uh part of their world and understand we started talking to the Kraken uh, well uh, into maybe, uh, I think it was March when we had our first conversation with them uh, last year. Mm -hmm. And 
had a pretty good feeling that this is where we were going to go. But the ECHL affiliation for the Seattle Kraken was not at the top of their to-do list. They were, number one, uh, concerned about their opening training camp. They were concerned Mm -hmm. about getting an AHL deal in place because their AHL team that they own, the Kraken will own the team that's going to be in Palm Springs uh, starting this coming year. But that had been put off by a year because of construction problems with the new arena that they're building. So they had to find an an affiliate on the AHL level. They're sharing one in Charlotte this year with the Florida Panthers. But everything just kind of got delayed and got delayed and got delayed. And finally we said, hey, we we need to go ahead and get this done. And said, yeah, "Yeah, well, well, you knew we were going to get it done. I mean, Steve knew that we were going to be getting a goalie uh, who is uh, now going to be with us uh, for this next uh, uh, road stretch, Antoine Bebeau. We we knew that he was going to be here at some point in the season, probably, uh, you know, early, early August. And so it was just a matter of, uh, you know, dotting the I's and crossing the T's. And really, it was more based on their timetable than ours. It didn't really make a difference. Uh, You know, when we announced it, we knew that the operational elements were going to be in place. And, you know, Steve does a great job in managing our hockey operations. He has full autonomy on that side. We focus on uh, uh, where I put the majority of my focus on the business side. and Now just trying to oversee the agreement uh, with Seattle and get some of those things in place to match what we're going to do on the hockey side. Yeah, I mean, it's really exciting. Like you mentioned, Antoine Bubo, he's uh, got a couple of, as they call it, a couple sips of coffee uh, up in the NHL. So really exciting to see him join the team, seeing what he can bring, uh, you know, with that NHL experience. Brief, but mighty indeed. Uh, now, well, let's jump into... Especially when you pair him with Frank Murat. I mean, you have, I mean, Frank Murat is an outstanding uh, goalie. He's going to do a great things when he moves mm-hmm. on to the AHL and hopefully gets his opportunity in the uh, NHL as well. But when you look at Frank right now, the one thing that strikes you is that he's made a true commitment to being in some of the best shape of his life during this offseason. It was a short offseason, but Frank has come back, you know, uh, leaner, meaner. He's uh, more quick, and uh, I think he's in for a big year. And Bobo will obviously bring some uh, incredible experience into Allen as well. Yeah, it's a really exciting time uh, between the pipes for the All-Americans. Uh, now, jumping ahead a little bit, like we mentioned before, uh, Credit Union of Texas Event Center on November 13th and 14th. We've got the Kansas City Mavericks and the Wichita Thunder in town. We've also got some extremely exciting stuff going on that weekend, coinciding with the game. So let's start off on Saturday. Uh, we've got a uh, – it's our first official – is it the first official theme night for the All-Americans this season? Well, it's, we, we did – we had some theme nights planned early on, but because of some supply changes is that a lot of the Western teams have had mm-hmm. in the ECHL, we didn't get our retro jersey in time for last Saturday night, but we're going to wear that on New Year's night, and that coordinates with the uh, – or uh, works in conjunction with our uh, scholarship that we're doing with uh, uh, ABC, Advocacy mm-hmm. Behavior uh, Consulting, and honoring Lisa Below that we announced this past week on a legacy night. So we had a Halloween jersey that we – we did uh, just a kind of a it really wasn't a theme. It was just a fun jersey that we did and helped design that with some of the players. But uh, yeah, we're going to have a big theme night coming up on uh, November thirteenth. It's our Alzheimer's Awareness Night. Uh, it is set for that seven oh five start there when uh, we are going to get after it with the Kansas City Mavericks. 
but uh, excited to uh, partner with Ranchers for the Cure at Heritage Ranch. And a portion of the proceeds will go back through the Red Lamp Foundation to support Ranchers for a Cure. So we're excited about that. We'll be wearing a special purple jersey on that game uh, next Saturday night. So look forward to having a big crowd out for that game. And then coming back on Sunday with another ABC Community Sunday. Those, of course, brought to you by Advocacy Behavior Consulting. They're a partner for all of our Sunday games this year. And trying to take a little bit of a different tact with those games than we do for the other game nights and game days that we have. But a little bit different uh, presentation uh, from Casey Rusnak, who does a great job with us in managing our game days and kind of like in the, the, you know, the feel of Nickelodeon and what they did with the NFL last year and what the right. NBA does with Marvel. We're trying to create something uh, very unique there. And that will change and evolve as we go through the course of the year, ending with our SpongeBob SquarePants Nickelodeon game <laughs> by, you by uh, Tim Jackson Custom Homes. Coming up in March, and then we also have a uh, Captain Marvel night uh, coming up with uh, oh, Marvel okay. Comics uh, that first uh, Sunday in April. Very exciting. Uh, speaking of Sunday, too, um, you know, want to give a huge shout out, huge credit to uh, Jacob Rubito, who has been phenomenal uh, working with him and the All Americans. Uh, his his little child, essentially, uh, the All or the Americans College Classic is kicking off before that game on Sunday the 14th. Uh, we've got two teams. What is it, TCU versus DBU in that first game, correct? That's right. On uh, Sunday, November 14th, it'll be the TCU Horn Frogs and Dallas Baptist going at it. Doors will open up around noon that game, and then we'll have uh, the uh, first game is at 1230, and then, of course, uh, the Allen Americans game comes up at 4 o'clock. So for our season ticket members, that's a great opportunity to get two games for the price of one, one of five times this year that we'll have doubleheaders with the Americans College Classic Four doubleheaders, and then, of course, what will be our 12th uh, police versus fire on ice game coming up uh, there in, as well over this uh, coming winter month. So it's a big time uh, for our season ticket members to get a little bonus extra hockey along with all Absolutely. the overtime games that we've been playing lately. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm really excited to see those college teams get out there uh, and, and make sure to visit, you know, the TCU hockey page and DBU hockey page, because I'm uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but there are specific links for those schools to get those tickets that benefit their programs. If you go through those links to get the tickets, correct? There are indeed. So be on the uh, lookout. Uh, you can follow the different teams, uh, hockey accounts, you know, DBU hockey, SMU hockey, UNT hockey, uh, TCU hockey. All of those uh, teams have their own accounts and they're pushing their own uh, ticket deals right now and they get credit for that. So if you're a fan of any of the above, go ahead and follow those accounts and buy those tickets and uh, you get two games for the price of one. If you're a season ticket member, you get uh, two for the price of one just by uh, making that commitment being a part of the Allen Americans family year round. Awesome. Well, Mike, as always, fantastic to talk to you um, and to the people that are listening, the Americans fans. Thank you for the support for Water Hockey. Make sure to uh, head over to allenamericans.com and get those tickets. Make sure to download the Allen Americans app. Be a part of the game like you never have before. Uh, Mike, any parting words? I just want to uh, thank everybody for coming out over our opening four games. We're looking forward to seeing you back out on the 13th and 14th. And be sure to check out our official website, allenamericans.com. We have lots of great content on there. A couple of podcasts a week with Tommy Daniels around the ECHL comes out on Wednesday. And on Fridays, we have uh, Red, White, and You. So Tommy always has some uh, great guests on there. And look forward to uh, just sharing uh, the excitement of this season in Allen with the uh, Credit Union of Texas Event Center. And uh, just a lot of great things happening right now with the Allen Americans.
Well, as always, a pleasure to have you, and we will uh, we will be speaking to you next week. You got it, Jeff. Thank you. Thank you. What's up, Water Hockey fans? If you're an NFL fan, you hungry for a big win this week? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. That's a famous Vegas phrase if you've never been. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposits. It's super easy. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code THPN. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. $5 deposit minimum and $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And now back to the show. Alrighty. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. We appreciate you as always. Fink, A plus plus job as always, guys. Do my best. It has been a wild hockey season to start, and you know we've talked about Stephen Johns a little bit and his mental health struggles and advocacy, and discussed it with Totes a little bit. So I think, as much as we like to keep it light here, I think we would be doing the sport a disservice if we didn't talk about the Kyle Beach Blackhawks scandal just a little bit. First things first, did you guys get a chance to watch his interview on TSN? Uh, yeah, it was it was heartbreaking. It was one of the saddest things I've seen in this sport, uh, just to put it lightly. Um, you know, I think the league, I think the Chicago Blackhawks, I think everyone involved with that situation uh, did a young man a complete disservice and cost him not only his dream, even though he did get to play in the NHL and won a Stanley Cup with the Chicago Blackhawks at the time of this uh, happening, you basically rob someone of their peace of mind. And I mm-hmm. guarantee you he would go back and rather have peace of mind than, than a Stanley Cup, in my opinion. You know, I can't speak from experience, thank God. Uh, but yeah, I think... I think the the league and those that have been involved so far have done him a complete disservice, not just as an NHL athlete, but as a human being. And it's truly devastating to see how this has continued to be handled. Yeah. The justification from Gary Bettman today about the $2 million fine for a $1 billion organization. If you make $50,000 a year, that's what a $50 fine, something Mm -hmm. like that bullshit is what it is it is bullshit and and i you know if you're listening you know full well what the the repercussions are comparable to it is comparable to one home game for the chicago blackhawks is what they were fined the new jersey devils were fined more money for mishandling draft picks and allowing them to work out at their facilities than a man who was sexually assaulted 
inside of an NHL franchise combine. That just shows you how awful and how little they care about their athletes. These are just racehorses to them. And once they're done, if they no longer have anything to offer to them as a league, they take them out back, they shoot them, and they do not give them a tombstone. They let them die. And that is exactly how Gary Bettman has decided to treat this. That is exactly how the Chicago's Blackhawks organization has decided to treat this. Uh, people have lost their jobs, as they rightfully should, but they are losing them after being called out. Quinville, who now is the former head coach of the Florida Panthers, chose to step down, was not technically taken away from his job, but probably would have been given another day or so, which it shouldn't have taken that long. I can't recall the guy's name in Winnipeg, uh, who should not be working for Winnipeg, but ironically is probably at the arena where the Stars are playing right now on Tuesday night. He still has a job. Uh, Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taze, all of these guys who are saying the reprimanding and the penalties that are being dished out are far too late, far too far too little, far too late, even though they were in the exact same locker room and continue to play in the same locker room, the same game to this day. And the league and the way Gary Bettman handled it today is an absolute embarrassment, not just to the NHL, but to sports overall. He is an absolute joke of a human being. He is a joke of a man. He no longer deserves to have the privilege to work for the most beautiful sport in the world. And I hope that he is erased from the record books for everything that he's done for the sport. I don't give two shits that he saved the league at different times. I would rather have the league fold and new leagues arise without him being involved with it than have him defending the decisions that the NHL has made so far and defending the Chicago Blackhawks handling of the situation. Sounds like a... Sassy synopsis. Ugh. Yeah, That's I, I mean, I've ever heard one. It, it's just it's it's really upsetting because I think a lot of people. I don't want to speak for anyone outside of myself, but there are a lot of people that are fans of this sport that have dealt with sexual abuse in any manner, and for them to sit back and watch their heroes and to watch the sport in the league that they love, who is supposed to be the prime example for everybody else in the world of hockey. All of them, they decide to do things the way that they have done them up until now. And it's just a shame because those people deserve better. Kyle Beach deserves better. Um, We don't have to continue to go into it, but apparently the Penguins are now under fire for covering something up in a previous season. This will not be the last that we hear of this. It will not be the last that we hear of it inside the league. It will not be the last that we hear of it inside the sport, uh, but I hope moving forward that things are taken in a much more serious position. We're never going to state the person's name uh, because thankfully I've been able to block it out of my mind, so I'll never probably say this person's name again. Uh, But that same name that is a convicted sexual predator who is, is a convicted sexual predator is on the Stanley Cup from that season. And that's not litigating or taking away anything that anyone else has done whose name might be on that Stanley Cup. But this is at the forefront of the sport. This is what is happening right now. And the fact that that name has not been dented out and buffed out from that Stanley Cup 
And honestly, most of the names on that cup from that year is an utter embarrassment to Kyle Beach, his family, and anyone affected by this in any manner. I do want to point out that while well, think that was wonderfully said, and I think uh, I'll let you speak for me on that one as well, because I feel the exact same way. I think um, rather than focus on the negative, which not saying we shouldn't, but I do want to make sure to commend Kyle Beach for what he did, mm-hmm. because that, I mean, people quite often wonder, why didn't you say anything? Why didn't you step forward earlier? And as we've seen in his interview, it's an incredibly difficult thing to deal with. It's especially if it's a person that has authority over you that essentially controls your paycheck and your livelihood. And for him to speak up at all, even years out of the league like he is, unfortunately, I think that gives hopefully some level of peace to him and also gives some level of solidarity with, like you mentioned, other people that may be dealing with similar encounters in their lives, not even in the sport of hockey, but just in general. We're seeing a lot more support for people that are abuse victims. And thankfully, the conversation is kind of shifting away from, well, why did you do that? What what did you do to bring it on? Things of that nature and more towards what happened to you by whomever was completely unacceptable. And I, I'm glad that we're starting to shift the blame away from people that deserve none of it because more often than not, it's somebody you trust. It's a family member. It's a coach. And nothing that you could ever do would warrant being assaulted or being your personal space invaded without your consent. So I just want to give major props to Kyle Beach, especially for his totally unwarranted apology to the Michigan player that was also assaulted. I believe he said, I'm, I'm sorry that I couldn't, didn't say anything sooner. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he feels that he really had any control over what happened to that other player is heartbreaking. And I hope he gets some level of support more than he's currently gotten in the past 11 years since it happened. So yeah, it's a tough thing. It's uh, tough and, to talk and, about. And yeah. And that being said to too, that being said too, you know, and I don't want to, we're just three guys that talk about hockey. Don't ever be afraid to talk to someone if there is something going on. And this is not just for, sexual abuse this is for if you feel like you're having a really tough day uh and you just need someone to reach out to our dms are open um you know i don't know if we're obviously we're obviously not professionally trained in ways to deal with it but sometimes just being there is the stepping stone to the next step for someone um even if it's just like a place to vent yeah you know? yeah just typing out how you're sometimes feeling you just type it out Yep. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we can we can be those people for you, but hopefully we can also be an escape if you're going through a tough time right now, uh, because I know people use hockey as a conduit to get away from the real world. I know for me, I always somewhat jokingly say 
uh, playing hockey and, and doing this podcast are the best parts of my week. And it's a shame because it's all downhill from there. But, you know, for some people, they don't have exactly all the things that they'd want or, you know, particularly all the things that they deserve. Uh, so, yeah, don't don't hesitate to reach out. We can be those people for you. Um, we can put you in touch with the people that can help you. At the end of the day, we're all just trying to help each other have a little bit of fun. So, yep. yeah, that's Men- mental health is number one. I'm taking off this Friday personally because I am uh, not to get too personal into my life, but you know, um, work is kicking my ass at the moment. So I'm just decide I just need to get away for a minute. And I think, yep. I hope everybody, not everybody, is as fortunate as I am to be in a position where they can just request off a day. But I hope that. If you are feeling some sort of burnout, whether that be from work or just from life in general, just take a step back for for a day or two. I I can't say get over it because there's a lot going on in a lot of people's lives, but um, just a bit of relaxation or reflection can usually help. So, yeah. Uh, That being said, um, you know, I think we'll end it on the note of we're here for you guys just as much as you guys are here for us. Uh, and I do have a little message for a nation that may or may not be real, um, that we are <laughs> very popular in right now, thanks to Ala One Les Lancaster. And I'm going to try and butcher. I'm not. I'm trying to not butcher this, but Hey Ushava Swamitsta, which apparently translates to "Hello, friends from Finland," because boy howdy, last week's episode was was a big one for the boys of water hockey. Oh yeah. I, I, I am utterly and completely shocked and humbled. I would like to go on record to say Finland is real to me. Damn it. Um, <laughs> if you have not heard, we had Les Lancaster, uh, formerly of the Allen Americans on last week. And he was kind enough to schedule us in because obviously they were about seven hours ahead or so. Um, in Finland where he is at. Uh, but he talked to us for a solid almost hour straight, told us about the big derby day coming up, and uh, scored the game-winning goal. So, And that was the day that we released the episode. Yep. Literally, so, yeah. the, the, since the stars in Dallas can't seem to align, the stars in <laughs> Finland did for the Ilves Hockey Club God bless those crazy, crazy animals overseas. Yeah, go listen to that episode. And thanks, Les, to coming on. Uh, I reached out to Josh Lamon. I said, don't worry, Buttercup. Your time is coming. Uh, <laughs> your your water hockey bump is right around the corner. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure you guys took a chance to listen to it. That was one of the coolest and mo- most unique interviews that I think we'll ever get to do just because of how – you basically took the boy out of uh, took the boy out of Texas and threw him in the middle of a make believe country. I will also say, I had the uh, the Ilvis art director. I believe his name is Auntie. I hope I'm pronouncing mm-hmm. that right. I have a couple of those. He reached out to me on Instagram to let me know that sadly they don't ship to the U.S. Do they so, really not? No, they don't. We gotta we gotta talk to these guys, Auntie. <laughs> auntie make it work baby auntie be the good auntie man. yeah be Les, the good auntie when when you send a care package to Les's family just include us in it 
or like 20 bucks. Less, I'll Venmo you. Yeah. Yeah. US, baby. There you go. That US money is as good as gold. We'll just print more. I got some, <laughs> I got some LFC to spend. LRC. I got some. Uh, Lyrica? Is that what it is? No, I don't know what the hell it's called right now. I'm sure Bitcoin really is accessible over there, but Dogecoin. They just use euros. <laughs> yeah, that's true. What's the trans? What's the what's the what's the translation on that? What's the uh... one? Oh, Finnish marka. That was the previous currency. We're learning a lot about Finland. Yeah, we're a big we're a big podcast in Finland. Top one hundred. <laughs> top one hundred. Uh, the yeah, charts. We were. Charts told us today. Our, top one hundred uh, po- hockey podcasts in Finland. One year. That was after, like one week, man. That's mm-hmm. impressive. Yeah, maybe, maybe we need to add that to our run sheet. Is we'll we'll do a, a weekly, you know, couple minutes on how Ilvis Ilvis did for the week. Ilvis. Yeah, I'm, I they would love that. I will try. I'll try and uh, Google Translate as best I can for the. <laughs> you give me your best shot, fins. I think. Yeah, for the there's a lot of ease. Yeah, there's a lot there's of a dots. Lot of ease. There's a lot oh, of yeah. dots. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of lot a lot of things. So um, that was an amazing interview. Thank you, Les, for that. Thank you for the Elvis faithful uh, for for making us uh, oh so popular over there. Now to get to the to the What's... upsetting part of this podcast, the angry part. We've we've gone up and down, and unfortunately, with the state of the stars at the moment, we're gonna have to go way back down, way back down to Angryville. And to make it a little easier, we reached out to the French fries on Twitter and Instagram and said, "What do you want to know?" And you answered. You guys with did. Questions. A lot of really yeah, good this questions. Is just, this is a lot of questions, yeah. So I don't know if we're going to have enough time to all answer all of these. They may not be as extensive as we would like them to be. Let's put it like that. Let's let's do one for sure. Yeah, I agreed. Um, two. We might have to skip Alex there. Maybe, uh, maybe I don't know. We'll we'll we'll, we'll go and we'll see how quickly yeah, we yeah, answer we'll these see questions. We, yeah. we don't want to leave anybody out. This is obviously not the last time we do a Q and A, uh, which I just called it the French fry dip. That's the, the best I could come up with, like a nice Reuben. But yeah, let's uh, let's kick it off with number one. Oh oh oh! oh. Yeah. Seven Damn. seven and one are practically the same. So yep, that's true. That's true. So we will start with how do the stars fix their offense? And also, that's from Starcastic Remarks, a fellow fellow, fellow stars podcast. podcast, stars and THPN podcast, and from Jordan, Tyler Jordan, yeah. yes, Tyler, Tyler Jordan, Jordan, Jordan what, on Instagram. What do you think this team needs to do to step up offensively? I can go ahead and answer that real quick. They need to score more goals. Am I right, boys? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean that's pretty much the answer. You got to score. Um, though, like I did say uh, last week, or no, it was the week before, uh, you know, you just got to score one more goal than the opponents. I think uh, there was a guy by the name of Dominic Toretto that said, whether you win by an inch or by a mile, winning, winning is winning. winning. When you're here, you're family. So if, you gotta, if we got to <laughs> get two more goals here and then take this motherfucking game into overtime. No. <laughs> by God. Then that's what we're going to fucking do. Then that's what we're going to do to score one more goal than them. I, uh, I I'm I'm utterly and and completely baffled. What really concerns me is hearing that this is in fact the oldest team in the NHL, and it makes me really wonder if they just can't keep up. 
with the teams that they're playing and the youth that they have. We've got some youth. We've got Robertson. We've got Hintz. We've got Garyanov, who's a healthy scratch tonight because apparently Rick Bonus hates Dennis Garyanov. Thomas Harley's in the lineup. But there's just not enough of the youth. And that's on the offensive side of things. Thomas Harley and Miro Heiskinen are two of the most promising defensive prospects we've had in a very long time. But they're defensive prospects. So, yeah, that's where I'm, I'm concerned is your leading goal scorer as it stands for your Dallas Stars is a tie with all of them scoring two goals. And listen to this. Miro Heiskinen expected. Joe Pavelski expected. Tyler Sagan expected. Then you have Michael Raffle and Luke Glendening, both with two. Those guys should not be in talks Tied to be one. your number one goal scorer. They shouldn't be one goal away from being your number one goal scorer. No, they shouldn't. They shouldn't be in the same mantra as we have the stars in. Just one more goal. But here we are. Chicken and Raffles. I was about to say, you're, you're missing out on his nickname there. Yeah, yeah. I think a more nuanced response is that their expected goals total is very bad compared to their actual goals scored. Did I say that right? That sounds right. They are, think, yeah, they are scoring that right. close to eight fewer goals than expected, which puts them at 30th, just above the Arizona Coyotes and Who the Toronto Maple Leafs. Who are a train wreck all the time. So, we say a bit facetiously, put the puck in the net, but that really is kind of what they need to do. They're getting chances. They're they are just getting chances. not scoring because shooting at the stomach of the goalie is a pretty surefire way to not score. They've done They're it a few ch- times tonight. Yeah. Unless, you know, you get the odd oddity where the goalie has a hole in his stomach. Yeah. Which, then, by all means, course, go ahead. Shoot which, is, which is truly an oddity because I don't know if I've seen a goalie that they were like, just cut the middle out. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, from a coaching standpoint, I, you know, everyone's going to scream, don't do the dub and chase. Well, they can't get the puck in the zone as it is with the lines that they have. I will, I will say my biggest concern um, with Bonus and the way that he's coached this team and the way that he's always been with this team is this the mass kerfuffin of line shuffles there's been so many line shuffles i think it was for this game they went back to to radulov sagan and ben those are the three most notable names on this team arguably outside of joe pavelski just because of that does not mean that they are the the line that's going to score goals and I, i i i don't know i digress it's truly frustrating to see an offense that two seasons removed was in the Stanley Cup Finals against the evil empire known as the Tampa Bay Lightning and Darth Vader himself, Nikita Kucherov. And now now we're we're roughly 10 games into a full 82-game season, and I'm not seeing any signs of life from this team that are that are making me go, that's that's the guy. That's the guy who's gonna turn it around. That's the line that's going to turn it around. Or that's the goalie who's going to save us this season. Speaking of the guy, I think that's a good segue into our next question. From Air Finley, is Hintz regressing? I had high hopes for him this year. 
I didn't say that. Air Finley did. Yes. Jason, what do you think? I wouldn't say he's regressing so much as he might just be trying to find his stride this season. I wouldn't necessarily call it a regression because you do see flashes of it. I've seen a couple flashes of it this season of uh, hence his former self, but uh, maybe it is just finding your footing. Uh, You know, the, the season for all intents and purposes, still kind of young. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, last week we were, we were one twentieth of the way through it. Uh, now we're about one fifteenth of the way through it. There's still a lot of hockey to be played. Uh, maybe this team is just really kind of trying to find their groove. As uh, there was that popular movie in the '90s, how Stella found her groove back. Uh, maybe this is how the stars found their groove. This it's going to take getting your shit pushed in a little bit. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you also mm-hmm. have to think that Rope spent most of the off-season off healing mm-hmm. rather than off-seasoning as they yeah, usually do. Lest we, lest, we, lest we forget, he was essentially a game-time decision all last Every season. Every game. Uh, he had and, no and, real time to get healthy after their three-week off-season, after the stopped season and playoffs that extended what into september mm-hmm. right and you know, the season luckily, started luckily, in november mm-hmm. luckily this team did have a lot of time to rest uh knock on wood they are still healthy so you know there is one bright spot uh so far oh, um but yeah i think we need to definitely take into account that hence spent has been injured essentially since the stanley cup run uh yep. you know he and, and I'm hoping, you know, he had a goal, quote unquote, air quotes, uh, asterisk. He did score a goal in Tuesday night tonight, and it was disallowed because of, uh, you know, being offsides. But we, we saw him be a little more patient with his deke, uh, which I think something like you were saying, Jason, he just was rushing a little bit, not finding his footing. But yeah, you know, there's there's definitely bright spots to his game as Nick Castellanos. As Nick Castellanos hits <laughs> the line a line drive, drive deep into left. Left, left field, uh, and that'll make this a three to two hockey game. Uh, so some some signs of life on the power play. Uh, Jason Robertson just now, as we said, uh, but yeah, I think that's a great question. I think that's a better answer. I'm biased though because it's us. I think those were good answers. He has a lot of shots. He has he he the the guy. He's one of the top shooting people. He's the he's the fourth highest, I think. But yeah, so yeah, we'll, we'll, eight games, you know, in game nine as it stands. Next question: With all the OT games we had last year, have they focused more time in practice than usual on the three on three from Ali G? I feel like the Borat character. Yeah, <laughs> for the Sasha Baron Cohen character. Yeah, sorry, Ali. F- we know you're not the Borat character. Yeah, I mean, uh, Ali G one twenty six is a after he's, in a, costume he's a great he's a great supporter of the show. He he sends in some pretty awesome ideas and great questions. So thank you to him for for reaching out. My my quick my quick take on this, and I'm going to kick it over to Jason. Is I, I really don't think they've practiced any more aggressively. Maybe they've done different line changes, like we talked about earlier, with the a massive amount of line changes that Bonus likes to run out. I really think he probably has emphasized bag skates more. Because, you know, with the expected overtime outcome for these uh, games, if your cardio is on point, 
then then you can win the game based solely off that, just outskating the opponent. Uh, but I'm I'm that's how I feel about it. Jason, it's on to you. I would hope they're practicing three on three hockey a little more. Um, you know, maybe not taking it all the way into the shootout, but with the way this season has been playing, I would have expected this week, you know, hey, let's uh the last 15 minutes of practice, let's uh let's do some three on three. You know, we got to be ready for this. Like, if we're not going to be scoring goals uh, in the first 60 minutes, we're going to need to get at least one in the last five. So I hope they're practicing more three-on-three. That's just my two cents. Would hope they're just practicing more in general. Yeah. (laughs) Right. They're they're doing that when they're drawing up the play on the board, they're drawing up the the goal-scoring one. Not the, hey, we're going to get close to it. But we're gonna we're gonna need the goal scoring one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Those are my favorite. I like the yeah, goal scoring plays, plays also. Mm-hmm, the best. Yeah, they should they should do more of those. Do you th- do you think they've tried before the Cowboys game on Sunday? Full disclosure: I'm not a Cowboys fan. If y'all didn't know mm-hmm. this already, mm-hmm. in my group me with some buddies, I said they said what should our game plan be with Cooper Rush instead of Dak? And I said the Cowboys game plan should be to have more points at the end of the game than the Vikings do. Mm-hmm. And I think the Stars should employ a similar strategy of simply scoring more goals than the other team. Because 100% of the games that you win, you have more goals than the other team. Mm-hmm. That's exactly. a statistic. That's, that is a scientific That's fact. a scientific fact. 100%. Unless there's like a weird forfeit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but don't they put goals on there? Like they, I think they yeah, do. It's like one, it's like one zero or something. Like, yeah, exactly. So yes, so 100%. They, just, they send somebody out there like, hey, why don't you go put this puck in the net really quick so this game can be official. Okay. It's like an honorary captain kind of situation. Yeah, right. I think I'm going to go ahead and take this one since I'm playing the role of Fink and he's already given us a bit of a sassy synopsis. I think I'm due for one. <laughs> Do y'all think this is from Douglas L. E-L on Instagram. Do y'all think bonus should be on the hot seat? Hard to say. And I knew I was going to take this one because in parentheses, in our run sheet, I put, is it though? Because I don't think it is. His seat should be like an oven on broil right now. Because there is nothing like, oh, oh, mid (laughs) cross crease passes. Live reactions. I have seen nothing from this team that indicates that if something is not working, like it currently isn't, that anything will change. We're going to continue. I know Fink has strong opinions about the dump and chase. I personally hate it because it doesn't work. And I think a couple weeks ago, there was something going on and we did dump and chase. And I said, it's like a fucking five-year-old soccer game because they get to the puck or they dump it first. That's the first step in a dump and chase. The second step is to chase it. The third step is ideally get it, followed by setup. Thoughts mm-hmm. and prayers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is the no. that is the next step after chase in the star system is T's and P's. We'll get yep. it and just hope to God we can figure out what to do with it. Because yep. overall, far too often it's get it, maybe one pass back around the rim of the ice and then we're back on the defensive because we don't have any semblance of offensive control. 
Some would say they said it and See, forget it. That's a shout out to my old school people that watch the infomercials. Ron, <laughs> I've, I've got to take the opposite here. I don't think necessarily his seat is as hot as it is. I mean, it's probably warm, but I don't think I don't disagree that yeah. it it's not currently hot. I think it should be. See, I, that's that's why I don't even think it should at the moment. Like, you give him the benefit of the doubt from last season that he did what he could and he. He gave us a, he gave us a run for money. We saw some glimmer and hope, and he did what he could with what he was given at the situation. You know, they asked a lot of the stars last year, and then the year before, hell, we were a game away from it all. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we're we're nine games in right now at the moment. Currently playing so, a ninth game. Yep. Yeah. Man, let's get to fifteen, and and if we're not looking at a winning record, a plus five hundred record. Then let's start talking a little more about it. But right now, this season's still kind of young. Let's give this team an opportunity to prove that they're they're going to be the 21, 22 stars. I, I will say, I will say, uh, I'm going to speak from both sides on this because while I do believe his seat can be hot because he is in the last year of his contract, and it's a very <laughs> ironically, we could dump and chase a different coach. Ah, uh, but. Uh... <clears throat> On the other hand, I will say on to, to speak to Jason's point, I think the expectations for this team have been extremely high. And when you see teams like Calgary, for example, who I believe at the moment is 6-1, and one, uh, Edmonton, who you expect to see with the record they have, the Capitals start off hot. You see these teams and you go, why not them? And, well, quite frankly, they're not the stars. So... I will just leave it with this. The team that we we expected. Let's, go. Let's fucking go. I swear to God, if this game goes in overtime. Uh, Klingberg with the shifty hands there. That's a whole Not other episode. Itself. Lest we forget the we team from two more. seasons Sorry. ago that eventually went to the Stanley Cup final. Right? That was the team. Or no, no, no. I'm so Sorry. I'm thinking of uh, the the team before that that got to the second round of the playoffs, and we were a mere inches away from making it to the Western Conference Final. Remember what happened that season, right? What was that? Was that the season that we went one and eight, one and seven in October? One seven and one. One seven and one, and then won eleven games or something like that in November, and just absolutely demolished the competition. There, there are reasons to be hopeful. You know, if they can pull out a regulation win tonight, it's a very good, good way to start November. You know, I would rather this team be the kind of team that that plays from the front uh, and, and, you know, pads themselves a little cushion. But, yeah, there are definitely different different hockey teams in this franchise alone in the past three years. So they're, the panic button, the case is still on the panic button. But I'm I I'll glance over. Got your at hand it. on the case. Yeah, I'll or I'll glance over at it. I haven't made. I, I'm a, I'm a step away. I'm My a step hand away is from firmly it. grasping the case. <laughs> firmly grasped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, that's enough on bonus. Where do we see the stars finishing the season based on how we've started? From JT Wheel. Too early to tell. I mean the the. the I, yeah. This is this is ironic. I uh, my buddy Gavin, uh, who hosts a 
a phenomenal uh i, I listen to other podcasts phenomenal you don't stars. have us on just repeat every day i day, i do day. i do in my heart um you know day one p1 in my <laughs> nope i'm a fan fan and i'm proud to say it we'll get you one day people are be like oh you idiot <laughs> but i i i asked i asked two questions <laughs> and both of the answers were it's too early to tell so i thought it was funny because when i saw this question i my first initial instinct was it's just too early to tell i think everyone said wild card all along and it would not surprise me in the slightest if this team is a wild card team i think that's probably the correct take at this particular moment now if you want to ask that question in three weeks we might have a different answer mm-hmm, um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i have to assume that we'll win a game in regulation by then one at least <laughs> if we haven't then we can probably call the season a wash i don't know that we can take it in the rear for lafreniere like they could a couple years ago but it's fun, we can- it's fun to rhyme I mean, that'd be a solid segue into our sixth question about mathematically still being there if we go to o- overtime every game and still lost a majority. Okay, I can, mean, yeah, can you... If you still get the extra point, you if, get the point for the loss. Let's, there, let's, still. let's do some, some off-the-cuff math real quick. This is I the ninth f- Honestly, game. I, figured, I figured Jason <laughs> would, would have done the math already. Sorry. Let's see. I saw it, I, and then I didn't do any math. I can do some... Uh, I can do some on-the-fly math here real quick. We currently have seven points, right? Mm-hmm. So that's three. Uh-huh. three that's one less than we've played. One less than what we've played, yeah. But let's assume that's 74 more games. We get one point for each. That puts us at, at the very least, 81 at the very least, if we lost every single overtime game, which if we lost every single overtime game, I might not even be mad. I'd be honestly I'd pretty be, impressed. I'd be hammered. So that I'd puts us. I mean, I'd be pissed, but at the same time, we're getting 81 points. Right. We would be. I think we'd be in the thick down. of it. And let's let's assume we get the 81 minimum. That's 74 games. If we lose half, if we lose a majority of them, let's say we lose forty and win thirty-four, that puts us at a hundred and fifteen points. That would be more than enough. Yeah. See, honestly, that would be pretty high. This strategy, this strategy is already coming to fruition. <laughs> it's going to work. And you know, all we got to do is play the extra five minutes. And the best part about this is, in this came from. Uh, and I always, what is his, what is his tag? This is from our friend, AJ. Me into battle. I always call it mine to battle. (laughs) Me into battle. Me into battle. Or as I like to call it in German, mine to battle. That's just him being, that was a facetious, that's a facetious question. I think from, from, from now on, I hope he thinks that his screen name is mine to battle. For reference, the most points last year, eh. Let's go back to 2019, actually. The most points last year was 100. See? Yeah, but last year there were 30-some-odd less games. Yeah, that's so. exactly what I was just about to say. So let's Sorry. go back to 2019. In the Western Conference, in the Central Division, the number one team was the Nashville Predators with 100 points. That sucks. Hey, just so you guys know, your Dallas Stars are on the power play. Huh? On the power play. So, 
mine to battle. Mine! <laughs> to answer your question, yes. If we were to theoretically go to overtime every single game, lose more than half of them, we would still be well within the playoffs. I don't want that. I feel like AJ wants that for me because he likes to see me suffer. I don't think but... our collective heart can handle yeah. that. I nope. went to the doctor today, and he's like, you just need to not be so stressed. I'm like, yeah. I need the Stars to win more games and yeah. score more goals in regulation, if you please. can, If you can figure that out, that'd be great. Okay. Can you give me a prescription for that? One more. Hockey can we actually, can we, can we, are you going to do what I yeah. think you're about to do? Yeah. Oh, because you're running the show. <laughs> I know what I'm doing here. I've, I've, nice. paid, I've paid attention over the past year. What nice. do you think the Harley call-up will bring to the squad? And now it's four on four, so that's super cool. Good job, Robo. Neat. Didn't Neat see what I seem to do better with those less people on the ice. Yeah, more, more spread on out. both sides. What do you think the Harley call-up will do? Will bring to the squad from ninety-two Kellick on IG. Big supporter too, by the way. Thank you for that question. Uh we appreciate any and all questions. We do. There's a lot of great questions this time. But I, uh, man, real quick, plain and simple, I think he is the beginning of the youth movement for this team. Um, I think that they're in a very unique situation uh, where they have the opportunity to, uh, like we saw with Gary Onoff, the first time he got sent down to the AHL, he came back, led the team in, uh, in goals, scored. So who knows? Maybe maybe uh, this, is the, this is Bone's way of being like, hey, I don't want to send you down, but I'll do it. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna make you a healthy scratch. But I will turn you know, this car around. I will turn it around. We have we have McDonald's at home. Yeah, I, I hope mentally Gary can come out of this fog that he's apparently in. Um, but again, a lot of people say Bonus has some you know something about him and doesn't like the way he plays. Well, yeah, I, it could be that. But you know what? We've seen what Gary Onoff is capable of. Is he someone that? is a potential trade piece regardless of where the stars are because he's, he could easily go somewhere else and, and, and flourish and we could get somebody back that fits into the system a little bit better. I don't know. I don't want that to happen. I want him to flourish here. But as far as the answering the question, I think we're seeing the beginning of the, the youth movement with this team. I think he's going to bring a hell of a framework to this defense that a lot of teams may lack because they don't have as many young defensemen, but a really good example is a team like, Colorado uh, with McCarr. So you put more uh, youth on that defensive line on the bottom and you keep up with this team that, you know, maybe is outskating you with a guy like Sekera in the lineup, who I'm sorry, I will not miss him when he's gone, plain and simple. I'll hang up and listen. My early uh, key to the defense call in Sekera is not going well, mm -mm. to say the least. He's not the right. No. Yeah, he's not the right for the. Uh defensive squad here no our last question why haven't they made the Mooters the full-time logo plain and simple ladies and gentlemen because the dallas stars hate making money they hate making money because you put that you put that on a jersey on a hoodie hats bats cats <laughs> i'm buying it baby i'm buying it all <laughs> I'm buying every single last one of those pieces of merchandise because that is one of the most beautiful creations ever created. Not in just the sport of hockey. Not in just sports. Period. Period. All hail King Mooterus. That's all I got.
I know there are a lot of the listeners that are going to be like, oh, here he goes again. <laughs> oh, he's a motorist stand. I have gotten more compliments on this jersey that is to my left, which is a motorist custom by my guy up in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, than any jersey I have ever owned in my life. So suck on that. <laughs> Jason, I don't have uh, anything to add to that, do you? No. <laughs> I, I can't top that. Energy. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I <laughs> no, we gotta end this on a high. I agree. All right. Well, Patrick, I, Patrick, great job. Snaps Thank all around. So stick much. taps. Patrick, you absolutely took the reins. You came in hot. You said, you know what? The stars need a little juju change. I'm gonna come in and I'm gonna host this show. And, and, and guess what? Man, it's three three now. It's three three. I will point out. The Jets have not scored since you've hosted this game. It's true. It's true. You know, you have essentially cooled the Jets. It's. I I like to think it's much like my pitching experience in softball. I've had three relief appearances and given up zero earned runs. So, you know, not to toot my own horn, but I think I'm the Mariano Rivera of softball closers. (laughs) (laughs) Colin Forty Two. Yeah, got the epic. You only got to wear. Got oh, got to wear Jackie Robinson's number after Jackie. Yeah, you got the epic uh, call up call up music coming in the uh, pumping through the speakers. Play Interstate Man inter- on the Bluetooth. Man. It's it's just <laughs> yeah, it's just Stevie with a Bluetooth speaker in the third row of the dugout. Like, yeah, you got it. <laughs> oh man, but thanks, fellas. To... Well, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, do we have to wait thirty seconds to see if we in this game in regulation? Should we we should do it for the French fries, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this that. is a French fry. This is a French fry thing. Uh, you know, uh, someone who asked a question earlier, Tyler, uh, T- Jordan, Tyler, whatever. Uh, she she loves this shit, and I hate it because the stars do the stars just. I hate it so much, but you know what? I, if I can remember correctly, this is similar to how that November to remember happened uh, with them essentially winning in overtime on the road in Canada. And then they just went, they just went and brought the motherfucking ruckus, because Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. But we have two seconds left before we wrap. Technically, there is a pause in the game. Two seconds left. Sign off. Yeah, yeah. I hope we sign off and they just do a rapid pass off the face off and and fired it in. Just pew pew. Dude, wouldn't that be? That'd be ideal. We We got an issue with the game clock on Valley. What's yeah. new, pussycat? Like they, uh, had a shot clock there. Fucking classic valley. Oh, we're just gonna run it down by seconds instead of just typing two. Oh, 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 oh. And it's gone. <laughs> and it's gone. Man, don't they know we're trying to end a show here? Has no idea. Jesus Christ, stars! What are you doing? I blame Valley personally. Can I commend Valley on something? No, sure. Their complete inability to listen to fan feedback <laughs> is almost—it's one of the most impressive things I've ever seen. Well, they can't hear fan feedback because no one subscribes. <laughs> Zing, got him. I will say, I don't know. Have you guys seen the Mavericks and what Mark Cuban is is giving people credit uh, towards the Valley subscription? That is a really? thing, yeah, because he wants Mavs fans to watch it, so Stars fans can benefit. But I, ahoy mateys, shall continue to sail the seven seas. I have no no bounds oh, to me. Matey. I have no bounds to me. 
I am essentially, oh, Mark Scheifel, oh, he's he's mad. He's mad, but he's not cussing because really? he doesn't curse. Nerd. Who else he looks like he's ever? Somebody. Nerd. Nope. They did a they did a oh, whole look. feature on him where he was like freaking and oh. darn it and dang. Oh, oh too Klingberg. But with that, yeah, we head into the week, and you guys are gonna head into overtime. You guys being the stars. Jason, tell the people what they need to do. Uh, of all things, they definitely need to be moist. Think? Oh, I think. I guess. Do I say it? Well, you're taking my place, so. Well, I mean, it'd be silly. Well, if, it'd be silly if you didn't just stay sassy. No, I was gonna say, you could. Oh, oh, oh! I didn't know. Like, if we it were. Doesn't end with the Kermit. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then don't forget your Kermit tattoos, dummies. And, no matter how many games you go into <laughs> overtime, stay sassy. Love it. Tell us if you hated this episode. Or if you loved it. Or if you loved it.